Stream the show on demand at ketchikanradio.com. Well, hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Michelle here with the Ketchikan Chamber of Commerce. It is Business Matters Monday. And there's a lot of matters at hand, as usual. But first up, we're happy to have Dave from the governor's office. Hey, how you doing? Well, long time no chat. How are you? Yeah, right? It has been a few weeks. Doing great down here, getting ready for the 4th of July. That seems to be right around the corner. Uh, You're very organized. Getting ready already? Oh, getting ready already. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, as a shout-out to the listeners out there, make sure and tell all of your friends in the various groups and businesses around town you got to have those registration forms for the parade in by Monday, June 13th. Same thing goes if you have an idea of a grand marshal that you'd like to nominate for this year's parade. Remember, the theme is Destination Prosperity. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be in the parade? Um, I'm actually behind the scenes in the parade, big time. Oh, come on. You you haven't been working on wrist, wrist, elbow, elbow? No, I have not. And I'll tell you what, uh, the funny thing is, is uh, so I'd always been on the events committee when I was involved in the chamber prior to becoming the executive director. And so I would, you know, help, but I was never right there at the parade start. And so uh, Jerry Kiefer and all the nice folks from the Ketchikan Volunteer Rescue Squad for years and years and years, they put the cones out and make sure all the floats are in the right order and so on and so forth and um so we're standing there and everything's lined up and i'm keep looking at my watch i'm like so jerry when are they when are they going to start the parade i mean the cops are ready to go and and he goes they're waiting on you and i'm like what you know no one ever told me that he just laughed and he goes this is called on the job training Everybody was staring at you, and you had no idea. Oh, that—that that is, that's funny. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know. Was my zipper down, or, you know, I just didn't, getting a sunburn? I don't know, but I know this year. Did, did you have the big novelty oversized uh, whistle or, or hat or anything? What about, what, what do they have, a baton or something like that? <laughs> no, I just went up and tapped on the window of the cop car and said, okay, it looks like it's time to go. Okay, we're good to go. Yep, Let's good to go. go. <laughs> Better, better. Let's get at her. There you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what do you guys Well, have? I don't have anything near that exciting uh, going on. Uh, we're just waiting for rain here in Anchorage. You know, it's, it, the, the start of the Alaska Baseball League gets going uh, this Thursday. And it, 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 it's kind of nice. Uh, now you have, like, regular normal stuff occurring. Indeed. You know, my daughter was up there in Anchorage uh, last week, and uh, the pictures, she even went swimming in the ocean. Somehow I feel like I raised her wrong in that respect, but anyway. (laughs) Oh, you got an adventurous soul. Nothing wrong with that. I do, I do. A little true Alaskan. Hey, um, I've got to ask your opinion on something, which I found is very interesting, and and I'll... Uh, there's two parts to this. Uh, lots, it was a total of 18 of our legislators or are not running or running for a different office this year. Now, the second part to that is that it's quite fascinating because uh, they were saying, you know how they, they call it the great resignation going on right now? Well, I read, I read an article, I think it was Forbes or I don't know, something like that, uh, over the weekend that said the great resignation is now not just limited uh, to regular jobs, but also to uh, state legislators. And apparently this phenomenon is is happening literally all over the nation with like over 50 percent, sometimes 75 percent in some states of the legislatures just saying, 
eh, not going to do it anymore, or I'm retiring, or, you know, whatever reason they gave. But it's fascinating to me. Uh, I, I think, you know, when you when people discuss elected officials, it's usually from afar, you know, it's, and, and you forget that, you know, these, these are just regular folks. They have families. They have lives. And, and I think when you look at how, shall we say, contentious the the prior uh, legislative session was in some respects, I, I think people do that, you know, the, the whole evaluation of life is short. Um, I, I, I would like to do something different. And, and so you... you you do something different, and and you just reach that point where yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to do something else, and you just you just make that decision not not to go back down again. So I, I think it while it's it's surprising the volume, you know, the number of people that are actually choosing not to go back down. I mean, when you ask somebody, oh, have you ever thought about running for office? Have you ever thought about running for office? We're like, oh, oh no, no, no. Nope, nope, no desire to do that, and uh, I, I think you see just the natural byproduct of that with not just here in the state of Alaska, but across the country of, like you said, all of the retirements or the decisions not to run again uh, really take hold, and people are just, you know, frustrated, tired, or done. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I just thought it was fascinating, and in that article, indeed, um, uh, some of the... the they said they didn't name anyone, of course, but they did say that of the legislators that they that they spoke with. And again, this was nationwide, not not even in Alaska. Alaska wasn't even mentioned. But uh, many of them had indeed said it's just become far too contentious for me. Uh, the personal attacks, the you know, the list went on and on. And they just said, mm, you got to look at my quality of life and my family. And, you know, I've done my gig. Time for someone else to step up. Yeah, and it's you have a a bunch of folks nationally who are doing that, and yet you have holdovers. I mean, you have members, especially of the Senate, who are in their their mid to late seventies and early eighties, who have no indication that they want to stop running for office. And and in many respects, you're you're wondering why 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 are you still doing this? And then it's it's like, is this the only thing you know? Is, is the only thing you know being called Senator this, having doors open for you, having, uh, you know, attending all of the, all of the quote-unquote right parties, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, you know, I think what a byproduct of COVID is it reminded people that life is awfully short and you, you don't get that time back. So you can, you can talk about how important family is. You can talk about how uh, important it is to, to keep everything in perspective. But, but if you don't do it, um, and especially if you're perpetually in the, in the beltway and, and running for office, et cetera, et cetera, that, that pretty much indicates you're, you're not going to do it. Um, yeah, I, I don't get folks like that. Well, I'd rather be at home. Here, here was my takeaway, and I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm empathetic to a fault, um, but maybe it, it people should stop and think and go. Well, maybe I, I should put a little more appreciation into the efforts of these folks and and what they're whether I agree with them or not. Uh, someone is going to appreciate their efforts, and that that's kind of was kind of my takeaway. 
Yeah, gr- gratitude for for elected officials is is something that's in pretty uh, pretty short supply. So I, I don't know if you're if you're going to see uh, any sort of paradigm change anytime soon, especially with how social media operates. I, I think the the days of thanking someone for their service, et cetera, et cetera, while while the proper and, and nice thing to do. I, I I think people have just moved past that. They're just not because they people are are just so frustrated with the political process. They're frustrated with you know the the lack of movement. I mean, and right now, I mean, you you everybody remembers we used to pay a buck ninety seven or or generally lower forty eight. Folks would pay under two dollars for a gallon of gasoline, and the summer driving season. And frankly, anybody, whether you're you're living in the lower forty eight or southeast or the interior or even uh, western Alaska, everybody over the past year and a half, uh, which predates the the Russian invasion of Ukraine, they could see fuel prices climbing, and now they are sprinting upwards with no relief in sight. I mean, fuel is only going to get more expensive in the fall and winter months. I know. And as warm as it is now, I mean, uh, people who who have to purchase uh, heating oil or, or diesel for their generators, et cetera, there, there's no prospect that that the gal- price per gallon or price per shipment that we enjoyed just under two short years ago is going to make a comeback anytime soon. Yes, that is absolutely true. And, uh, you know, I think folks should remember uh, when they're doing business with various, you know, industries that in many cases, uh, those companies have to fill many tanks, multiple tanks, uh, in order to get the goods to market, in order to, in, in Ketchikan's case, simply get them to the island. Uh, and, and so that's an important thing to remember. And then an interesting other article that I read, and, and to kind of dovetail off what you were saying, is that there has been a paradigm shift. And again, this was news from the lower 48. It would be interesting to talk to local businesses here to see if this is the case. But uh, other than the extremely wealthy, there has been a significant shift in the shopping patterns of individuals and families. So in other words, they what, what uh, people are saying, like your Walmarts and your Safeways and so on and so forth, is that they are seeing a shift towards the purchase of, say, generic soups or more canned goods, definitely, uh, the shopping patterns of people and... Uh, for example, uh, the what was what's uh, what's that name of that store? Uh, oh, I just can't remember down south. But anyway, they they also sell uh, furniture, but they're not a furniture store. It's not a Dollar Tree. It's a uh, I forget. The, I just blanked on the name. But they sell all sorts of stuff. And all of a the sudden, they used to sell quite a bit of furniture. Um, it's low end furniture, but quite a bit. Not, mm-hmm. not, and even even stores like Target have uh, lowered their their uh, sales expectations for the quarter, while other places like Dollar Tree have risen uh, their their sales forecast. So it's very interesting. So again, they're they're saying, with the exception of the extremely wealthy, who continue to now that COVID's over, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to go buy my Ralph Lauren or whatever it is. They they mentioned Ralph Lauren in the article. Um, that's not affecting me because I'm ready to get back in the shopping game. The majority of other people are sitting back uh, on the potential purchase of other items that it's kind of throwing the retailers for a loop. 
Yeah, and, and in addition, of course, you have, uh, let's say you, you somehow are in an industry where, while you're not uh, insulated from the, the cost of wholesale goods or energy costs, you, you can manage that. You still have staffing nightmares that you don't have any real solutions for. Yes. And and that that remains, uh, there, there are still restaurants, there are still uh, businesses that are limited as to what they can do because they, they just don't have the staff to run at a full, uh, full schedule, and so they're either closed some nights uh, or, or working on limited hours and... I mean, imagine how frustrating that is, especially for businesses in in Southeast with cruise ships coming in, the likes of which we haven't seen probably ever. And 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 now you're you're limited not by waiting for boats to dock, but you're limited by the availability of a workforce to help service the customers. Yes, I yes, and it's almost like a double whammy. Right. So the local businesses have the huge whammy of COVID, no cruise ships, you know, et cetera, et cetera, no visitors uh, or limited visitors. But now, okay, finally, I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. I see four ships docked downtown today and this is exciting. But, oh, no, I can't do business because I don't have the people. Yeah. Well, no, that lets me don't forget, folks out there. Uh, chamber members, that there is a job portal free, easy to use at catchcanchamber.com. If you've got a position open, just go up. It's just instantaneous. Just put it in there, put your contact information, and bam, it's out there. Just another way that uh, you can get the word out about positions that they... You know, they, like I think we were talking the last time we talked, um, the the inside of the Catch Can Daily News and the classifieds, uh, on, say, a weekend, it might be one full page of, you know, help wanteds and classifieds. It's now, on some days, like a full two pages or a page and a half, 99% of which are help wanted ads. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I'm yeah, pretty sure a community like Catch Can, everybody knows that everybody's hiring. And, but, but local businesses are just, well, maybe I'll put an ad in the paper and somebody won't know that we're hiring. Like, uh, you know, I, I think part of the problem for years is Alaska has adopted this sort of xenophobic mindset of folks who come from outside of the state to come work here. And uh, if, if you own a business and your options are uh, recruiting folks to, to work for you from a different area code or zip code or whatever, or shutter your doors two or three days a week, I mean, that, that seems like a no-brainer. You've at least got to take a shot and try to find somebody, right? Well, and what I'm hearing from our member businesses, some of them at least, who have traditionally relied on foreign workers, uh, that they've just had a terrible problem. It's basically dried up to nothing uh, being, you know, available at all. It'd be just because the the paperwork and the process nightmare is just huge. Yes. Hint, hint. Yep. Please tell the governor that. No. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're sort of, you know, the 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 challenge is is on a federal level. I mean, we we we're in the same market. There are there are. Uh, you know, you know, job openings for different positions in the state of Alaska, and they're not new jobs. I mean, there are just some basic functioning roles in in government that you you have to have staffing for, and, and if you don't, it, it really makes it difficult 
to uh, to do anything. And so, you know, the state of Alaska has has positions that we're hiring. I think the troopers finally have a full academy class coming up. So, so that is good news. But whether you're a family-owned restaurant or uh, a department that helps uh, conduct uh, audits to make sure people aren't lying on the permanent fund dividend application, uh, every, everybody could use a little help right now. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So what, tell, and this is just random curiosity on my part. So session is ended, and this yes. is not to imply that you don't do anything, but what does the governor's office do during the summer, summer months after session ends? Well, we, keep in mind, we still are waiting for the budget to be officially transmitted to us. And so we, we have been going over that nearly 200-page document, uh, reviewing funding sources, reviewing different budgetary line items. You know, some of them are redundant uh, based on other actions that the legislature made. So it's sort of an, an accounting process that we're going through right now. Um, and with the fiscal year ending at the end of June, I mean, it's not like the clock is is two minutes to midnight, but we most certainly want to get that uh, done. And so we're currently, we've got uh, senior staff, uh, budget analysts and that here in, in Anchorage right now, continuing to go through that information. And uh, hopefully I'll have an update for you here by this time next week. So that is that is one of the main things that we are currently working on is is getting the budget finalized from our side after it's transmitted to us by the legislature, and then uh, having an idea of what stays and what goes. Interesting. I'll be very, very interested to hear that next week. Okay, well, hey, thank you so much for calling in. It's always wonderful talking to you. You bet. You bet. We'll talk with you next week. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. It's always, it's always, I never know. It's a, there's always some cool tidbit that he has to say. Hey, folks, uh, talking about timelines, two minutes to midnight, uh, you have until this Friday, we have extended the ticket sales for the Race to Alaska raffle. Tickets are only $5. You can pick them up at catchcanchamber.com. And here's how it works. Five bucks. Everyone who buys a ticket is entered for the drawing to win two round-trip tickets on Alaska Airlines. Now, the, you can win potentially twice. You could. You could. Because if you're the best guesser and you can figure out when that first boat is going to arrive in Ketchikan on the race to Alaska, closest date, time, hour, and minute, then you will win half the pot. Now, someone told me, um, it was actually someone from up north, because I was like, oh, man, I hope we sell some more tickets. And now all of a sudden these ticket sales started rolling in Um as this person said, well, that's because Alaskans are serial procrastinators. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's what happened there. So the ticket sales started going berserk last late last week, and it was due to end on Friday. So I said, ah, I think we're going to extend it another week. The actual race doesn't kick off in Port Townsend until June 13th. Then on June 16th, if you're thinking about guessing, you need to be listening carefully. June 16th, they deport depart rather Victoria. At high noon, the fastest boat to ever get here got here in roughly three days. So, but you never know. You never know. I, I wins and storms and 
no wind and you just don't know so make your best guess at the very least you have a great chance of winning two round trip tickets on alaska airlines get those tickets by 11 p.m friday at catchcanchamber.com they're just five bucks in the house i've got laura antonson and we're going to talk about it was interesting that we were talking I, I was asking that question about you know how many legislatures are departing and so on and so forth if you have not sent in your ballot for representative young's seat yet and you're kind of scratching your head about what's going to be happening down the line with this ranked choice thing. This lady knows what she's talking about. Okay, so to me, I got my ballot um, for the seat with all 48 bajillion names on it. And, you know, I was like, wow, okay, uh, that's a lot of choosing. And if you so desire... Uh, you could have researched all of those 48 people, um, but you only you only can pick one person, mail it in with your signature and that of a witness, and it's got to be done by June 11th, right? June 11th is the cutoff date. And that's Correct. postmarked, right? Correct. Okay, so... But po- you have the opportunity to vote locally. Oh, that's right. Yes, at the Parks and Recreation, the Division of Elections. And I have been trained by the Division of Elections to do this presentation about Proposition 2. So uh, just to let you know, uh, the Division of Elections is so wonderful. They have a, a really good website. So if you have any questions, you don't get anything answered today, or you're just curious, go to the Division of Elections. And there's also a phone number there, so you can call them and ask them questions. So they have set up... Um, for uh, absentee ballots to be voted in our communities. And that's all the way through Southeast Alaska. Um, On Prince of Wales Island and Metlakatla, um, there are places to go and vote. So what you can do is take that mail-in, that ballot that you got mailed to yourself, um, fill it out, and then put it in the envelope and then have someone witness it. Or if you don't have anybody to witness or you don't want to do it that way, you can take your ballot that was mailed to you in the envelope that it was mailed, um, uh, that you return to the state, go to the um, parks and recreation between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. And there are election workers there that will help you witness. And then they will record on the back of your envelope. They will not look at your ballot because you have it in your envelope already. Or you can even vote it there, put it in the envelope. And they will help you witness and date it and mark received on that envelope and then put it in the the ballot box. What are those hours that they're over there? 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Okay. So it's manned right now. All right, you people out there who think you're being tricky, if you mailed in your ballot and you're like, slide over to the recreation center and do another one. Well, they're going to catch you and both of your ballots are negated. Right. And it also is um, uh, punishable by law if you try to vote twice. So the Division of Elections does have a, a check and balance. They, once you, they receive your envelope, they will record that, that they have received an envelope back from you, and they will put it up. You can go on the Division of Elections website and register there to get notifications that, yes, it, you, you were mailed a ballot, and that once you mail it in, they will put a date up that your ballot has been received. Now, if you've got a ballot and you don't want to vote your ballot, or some people I know had their ballot damaged in the mail, and they're just leery about the whole thing about, eh, I don't I don't want to mail it back in. Will it count? Will it not count? If you go to the 
rec center and vote there, they will give you a regular absentee ballot envelope. You fill it all out. Um, then they will give you a ballot directly from from the state supply that they send to us. You'll vote it, <coughs> put it in a um, secrecy envelope, seal it up, and then put it in the ballot box. And the de, uh, and the um, local uh, ballots are mailed every single evening to the division of elections. Oh, that's cool to know. So yeah, yeah, and we have a running tally. We we have a running tally of how many votes were absentee, how many people brought their ballots in, with the envelopes in, and we send those tallies to the state every night. The, the division of elections has really tried. This was thrown upon them. No one knew that Don was going to pass. Right, and of course. Proposition two forced us to have a special primary and a special. Elect general election, and then we have a, a regular primary and a regular. See, general. and that's where it gets confusing. Okay, so right. the easy part is right now, check one box, mail it in, or go to the rec center, check one box, and you're good to go. That's easy, mm-hmm. easy, easy, easy. By July 11th, no, which is Saturday, June 11th. June 11th. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you got, thanks. Okay. You've got. Uh, um, Fourth of July. I know your, I do. On your brain. So yeah. um, that's Saturday. So this Saturday. Correct. So gotta you gotta swing by Frontier, or the post office, or wherever, and get rid of the one that you've got in your hands, or head to the rec center. So and the rec center will not be open on Saturday. Correct. correct? So you got to go to the rec center by Friday before five o'clock. Okay, so that's easy. Let's start talking about the stuff that gets confusing. Well, and also on top of that confusion is because of the census, that every 10 years you you get something mailed to you, tell them how many people are in your home, and mail it back to them, and then we figure out these different division, uh, these uh, district divisions, uh, precinct divisions. And so Ketchikan was called District 36 until earlier this month. Now, because of the special elections, having to print up all these ballots before the d- division lines were made permanent by the, um, uh, by the courts, we're still District 36 just for this portion of the special election. So when you go in or when you get your ballot, you're going to see District 36. Don't be alarmed. The state had to do something. They went with the old lines and the old districts. But from now on, after this election, we will be District 1. And District 1 will include Ketchikan, Wrangell, Hyder, Metlakatla, and then it's added Kaufman Cove and Whale Pass and um, taken out Heidelberg. So that's now the new District 1. Okay. Okay, but I'm voting, so I, I that's so, honestly that doesn't mean anything to me. I know, but people are, are. I've gotten that question. I thought we were District One. Why does it say District Thirty Six? They sent me the wrong one. They sent me the wrong oh, ballot. Oh, okay, no, I get it. No, I get it. it. It's not wrong. But see, then so. the confusing part starts when we move into August, and right, because we've actually got five elections this year locally because we have our municipal election in October that is not subject to proposition <laughs> 2 so it will not it, you will not have to d- no, listen, think about this I'm laughing at the, I'm dis- laughing at the municipal Dave was talking about how everyone just seems to likely and and to love inserting their opinion everywhere in politics now well here's your you've got five chances to insert your official opinion oh, true yes so we've got this special election 
uh, primary, special primary, just for the House of uh, Representatives seat, the U.S. House of Representatives seat. And it's always easier to say Don Young's seat. And then the top four will go on. The top four will go on now. Um, and also, you had to register um, uh, by June 1st to run in the regular primary that's on August 16th. Could all those 48 people do that, too? They could have. They didn't. I think there are 42 names on that list. Well, still, that's like, it's like, why even have the first? Well, we had to because of the law. But That's because of this new law, the proposition. Proposition 2 actually changed. Tw- it's 25 pages long. It made 17 major changes to our existing Alaska state statutes and 75 section amendments to our Alaska um, election law. And it also changed our, our um, state constitution in that our state constitution allows for um, residents to vote for the only two state um, executive positions, the governor and the lieutenant governor. They always ran separately, and you had a choice as a voter who you wanted to represent Which you in the primary. Which to me was always weird, because what if like two frenemies got into office together? Uh, it doesn't that Well, but now we already, they're already, they're, I know, but now they're already, like they've already vetted each other, so. Supposedly, but, but the voters, you know, I, before I as a voter, a team now. right, I, before as a voter, I had a choice between these, um, all these different candidates between the uh, lieutenant governor and the governor, and I could vet my own candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but that's the changes that it's made. Um, so we've got five. Okay, so wait, let's try and keep it really simple. All right. Okay, so we've got this one that we just talked about for Don Young's seat. Right, okay, so that, that was a primary and that was vote one. Four will be advanced. Top four vote getters will advance into what's next. Right, and what's We're next still gonna is only talk about Don Young's seat. the special general, which will be held on August 16th, which is also the same date for the general primary. Okay, now I'm really confused. Okay, so let's 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 take this into bite-sized chunks. The top using the top four vote getters from June 11th results, they move on. Correct. And on that same ballot will be two different ways to vote. For the special general for Don Young's seat, there will be those four names plus a section for write-in, and anyone can qualify for a write-in candidate. And the um, at the each precinct, the desk will have a list of all the write-in candidates. But how candidates. do I know which side of the ballot to vote? That's really confusing. Well, the state is figuring all this out now. There will be a special section probably, and they want to keep it to one ballot for um, uh, chain of custody, for um, the ability for us not to have two different and many different pieces of paper from one voter. Okay, so wait, I'm just going to... So just in gonna that one tr- section, let me, let me just try to answer your question okay. in one stream of thought. So in that one section, in, the regular, in that uh, regular the primary ballot, the top four vote getters plus a place for a write-in will appear. And on that ballot, you'll have the, those names listed on one side, and across the column, it will say first choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice, fifth choice. And so you'll fill in the, your um, little bullet and uh, in each section for if you want candidate A as your first choice and your only choice, you can you have the ability to vote only one or up to five. Okay, okay. So I do that, but so then... 
here's my question. So then on the other side of the ballot is this whole mess of other people, 42 people. Plus? Plus a right 10. No. 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 On the other part of the ballot will be the regular general, and the regular general will have lieutenant go- governor and lieutenant governor candidates. So that's... I think 17, I want to say 17, I don't have the numbers, however many people are running for that race, and then your U.S. Senator, your U.S. and and um, that U.S. Senator, um, and then the regular primary for U.S. House seat, and then uh, our local race for District 1 representative, and also District A state senator because of redistricting. So everybody's got to run again. Okay, so I'm not going to worry with the, the local stuff right now. Um, and, and with those names, with all the names that I just mentioned, you will pick one. So the only part of the, of the ballot that you'll vote ranked choice is the special general that will be on the ballot okay. for the Don Young seat. Okay, and that, uh, the whole mess of people. Okay, so then the top... And then everybody else. And then the top four will advance to the regular general November 8. Okay, okay. This is helping me out a little bit more. Now, if I'm going to vote for, there's a lot of people running teams, I'll call them running for governor now, right? right? Um, Is that, that's just pick one like it was before. On the primary ballot, correct. Because it's an open primary or jungle primary. Okay, so that makes it a lot easier. Because I was getting all caught up, because I've heard you speak about this in, in multiple different forums, right? Right. And I thought it was like, each time we were voting in each one of these five ballots, it's going to be that ranked choice thing, the one, two, three, four, and then it goes on, and then, you know. Yeah, ranked choice is only for the general. Okay. Pick one for the primary. Okay. So pick one primary. Ranked choice for general. Okay, that makes a lot, lot more sense. And, and I think that the reason that everybody is getting confused is because we're going to have two, those two different ballot types on one ballot right. in the August 16th election. And that is that going to be um, the same old, same old where you go in person and Correct. vote? Okay, that, and, and I, that makes me happy because of what you just described. I think it's going to be. I think that the the uh, the, the election center volunteers are going to have a whole lot of questions. Wait, that's why I'm doing this because I'm trying to get <laughs> as many people educated ahead of time, <laughs> so that when I'm sitting at that desk in August, uh, it, there's confusion anyway. Just just because it's the nature of the world. But uh, my goal is to have everybody educated ahead of time, so that when they get to the desk, they say, "I remember you speaking about this." Thank you very much. <laughs> well, okay, but the so- good news is, when you get to that, um, when you go to the your precinct, and for Ketchikan, the precincts will be the same. Uh, the the lines drawn in Ketchikan are the same. Mm-hmm. So if you've always voted at the ferry terminal, you'll go back to the ferry terminal. Okay. So if you voted at the uh, Parks and Rec, you'll go back to Parks and Rec. So that's the good news. The nice thing, in my opinion, is um, as a poll worker, is that you have the ability to take a... Um, a, a, ba- a paper ballot and vote it. Now, if you mess up that paper ballot, you have... A total of three chances to to say I just messed this up. You go back to the precinct worker and say I messed up my ballot. Can I have a new ballot? You tear up your ballot two pieces. They put it in a special envelope so we keep track of all the ballots that come through Ketchikan and in every community. 
and then they will reissue you another ballot. And then you vote that ballot. If you mess it up again, they'll tear it up again now the, and let you vote again. So you have the ability to make a, uh, make a mess and then fix your mess. Are they going to have practice ballots out for people? Oh, they always do. In fact, if you go to the Parks and Recreation Center now, they are, there are, they're shaded a funny green. And you can take that ballot and look it over and take it home. Um, and so there will be practice ballots. And I'm sure the Division of Elections will have something online as the time comes forward. The other thing I want to mention that I really like, and I used to, I used to shun this thing like crazy, is the electronic touch machines that we have. Each district, each precinct has a machine that you can go and vote um, electronically, and it's a touch screen. And I think it's the best thing since sliced cheese. I used to fight it all the time, but they ma- the Division of Elections made all of the precinct workers vote on this machine last time around. So rather than getting a paper ballot to begin with, you go to a touch screen. And you go through each race. And so the nice thing is, if you have to do the ranked choice, you can do it and touch it and then change things all around if you don't like it. So you know the reason I'm giving you this funny look. Of course, this is radio and they can't see it. Because this is way better than hanging chads. I was in Tallahassee, Florida when that whole thing went down. You're not the first person to say that to me. <laughs> yes. And we used to, we uh, 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 poll precinct workers, i just like, oh, I don't want to touch this because then I, that's another machine I have to mess with. But I tell you, after voting with it and them forcing us to do it, I love it. And I would recommend that if you're nervous about messing up your ballot or, or having questions about it, go to the touch screen. The touch screen will tell you if you've overvoted. If you've undervoted, if you want to change your vote, it will preview it for That's you. Cool. And then if you like the way it comes out, then you hit yes. Boink, and then it will review it for you. Print it out so you'll still have a printed ballot. And then you take it to the machine. The machine will count it. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Oh, I... <sighs> Some people still are like, I don't want to do, but I tell you, I am sold on it. Yeah, I really no, I'm like it. Try I wish we had all touch screens at this point. So let's move on to the general election in November. Um, now, we're going to be doing ranked choice voting for all for candidates. Everything, Correct. Except local. That's not general. That is municipal. Okay. And that's well, in October. Well, people are probably wondering. Right, right. That. And that's why I. I you know, I, it's a small town, yeah. so maybe they just. Oh, I feel bad because I like Johnny, but I also like Amy. I don't know if I could choose what. I'll just go one and two. Yeah, well, and you with, can't do that, people. Well, no. Well, I meant for the local. For municipal. the local, but 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 municipal, we've a lot of times you can vote up to three because if we got if we have three city council well, yeah, seats, yeah, yeah. What, what I'm so saying. you can vote for Johnny and Susie if yeah, you want. Yeah, still, but if that says if it's legal on yeah. it. So okay, so that's uh, so forget about the municipal stuff for now. We'll talk about that later, folks. The general election, I'm going to have what kind of choices? What are those going to look like? Now, that's where the ranks come in. The total ballot will be only ranked choice voting, unless it's a proposition. Um, Then it's a yes or no, or it's a judge, retain them or not retain them. So those races are not affected. But for everyone else, anyone who's running as a candidate in one for a seat will be listed in the ranked choice. So what's going to happen is you'll have uh, U.S., 
uh, senator and U.S. representative and the may the governor and the lieutenant governor and the local races. Now, if the local races have less than uh, four people or less running, everyone who's running on that ballot will be advanced right. because it's the top four. And you'll still have the ability to have a write-in candidate um, for those local races. Uh, now, we know that the, that the governor... And the no, wait, wait, time out. When you say local race, you're talking about our representative district one yeah. and district. So a. not like city of Ketchikan borough. No, because no, no, no. we're not talking about municipal yeah, anymore. Yeah. So we're only talking state. Okay, so the local people, like we know, um, for our representative and you know our senator, right. our you our state senator yeah. and our state representative. Yeah. So that's why we're calling those local. Okay, so then yeah, you, then you do rank choice. Then you do and you do rank choice for everyone. And I think that's where that touch screen comes in so handy now because what you're going to do is you're going to have the four names plus a write-in, and then you rank them: candidate A, first choice; candidate B, second choice; candidate, and then you can also mix and match. I could go three, one, two, four, or yes, whatever. right. Or you could also vote a bullet where you just vote one candidate, um, or two candidates, or three candidates, or four candidates, or or all five. But you have to be careful on that ballot because if you skip um, one. Of the, if you choose somebody for um, first choice and you do not make someone down at, as your second choice, um, your th- and you rank third and fourth, the state and and it goes, and your first choice is not picked as the top candidate or the bot or is the bottom candidate. If your first choice is eliminated from the first round, then your second, third, fourth choice, fifth choice will be advanced. Your vote will always stay with your first choice candidate if they survive that round. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, it's going to be, you know what? I, I'm telling you, election election night is going to be interesting watching. Well, Must uh, see TV. Y- well, but they probably won't even begin to have the results. Well, you know what? I just printed out what, uh, what the state wrote down for important dates, but it's just for this um, the, the special primary. So for this special primary, I have a list, and you can see there's like 11 or 12 dates here mm-hmm. on this list. So we've passed the April, May, um, absent, May 27th, the Absentee Review Board began to meet. And June 10th, request for electronic ballot delivery must be received by 5 p.m., uh, June 11 is election day, and that's the final day your vote will be, uh, can be, um, not uh, well, yes, mailed in. It must be postmarked by yeah. June 11. Um, they must be postmarked by June 11th or physically received by the Department of Elections. And that's, once again, not here in Ketchikan. Uh, that's Juneau and Anchorage and maybe the Valley. I'm, I'm not, or Just do it just, early, yeah. people. Um, June 11th, they'll do the first ballot count. So we should know something um, on June 11th, the evening of June 11th, the morning of June 12th. Now, um, they will do a second and third ballot count on the 15th and then the 17th, June 21st. There will be a deadline to receive absentee ballots, and that's the cutoff date. So June 21st will be the final ballot count. June 23rd, the State Review Board begins. June 25th, the target certification date. And June 26th, candidate withdrawal deadline for the special general. But 20, So we will not know, and the state will not certify that election until June 25th. Interesting. 
So do you think it'll that kind of scenario will play out, and we're, we're kind of starting to run out of time here. Okay. Um, do you think that that kind of scenario will play out in the November election, or? Yes, because we have, the state has certain dates um, and criteria. They must, I, I, they're not allowed to certify the race, I think, of 15 days or 16 well, days. Well, all the news people are going to be all upset on election night, because they're not going to have anything to cover now, really. Well, they will, because, as I said, June 11th, uh, they will do the first ballot count, but the state cannot certify, because they must wait for so, all the ballots to come. Kind of know, kind of sort of know who the leaders yeah, are. We'll know who the leaders are. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. This is this is uncharted territory. It'll be fascinating. It is very fascinating. Uh, but once again, you can only choose one on this first one. Right. Only choose one. Right. And on any primary ballot, you choose just one. The general is where the ranking comes in. Okay. All righty. Right. If you've got questions, they can go to the Division of Elections, yes, correct? Yes, yes. And they're very, very responsive. And yeah, and, and hopefully, well, I'm just saying this tongue in cheek because of what Dave said. You said you can call them too. Hopefully they're fully staffed. So, that they can Well, you know, they are because I've made phone calls and I've sent emails and I've asked questions and I've had a whole yeah, no, list I, of questions. I was being they are, totally facetious because yeah. he said, well, God, the state's hiring too. Yes, they so, are. Hey, folks, that'll do it today for Business Matters Monday. Don't forget you can re-listen to all of the shows at catchcanradio.com as well as catchcanchamber.com. Hey, you want to put this one on your calendar. Next Tuesday night, that's June 14th at 5.30, join us out at the new Ketch. Now, the Ketch, K-E-T-C-H, is a really cool fishing lodge and inn, and they've got a fabulous new gourmet chef. And so it's the old Edgewater Hotel, if you didn't know that. They have revamped the whole thing. It is an after-hours social to kick off the race to Alaska, starting at 5.30. So there's going to be all sorts of fabulous hors d'oeuvres, uh, no-host bar, tours of the hotel, all sorts of stuff. Uh, it, I have it on good authority that it's going to be off the charts good. Cost is 20 bucks, open to everyone, chamber and non-chamber members. would be great to be able to give them a person count a little bit early. You know, you're still welcome to show up at the door. But, you know, if I were the chef, um, if, you know, the chamber says to me, yeah, I think we're expecting 50 people and then 100 people roll in, I'd be stressing out a little bit. So give them the courtesy as they're reopening and revamping uh, to show off their stuff properly by doing an RSVP. You can send that to me at info at catchcanchamber.com. Hey, that'll do it for today. Don't forget, we're always here to help. Always. There is no question that is too bizarre or strange. Trust me, I've gotten a lot of those calls in the last several weeks, and we are happy to help in any way. It's your Catch Can Chamber, and have a great week.